Hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocho. Hi on Advil because my legs hurt because I walked 15 miles yesterday because I hate my feet and I want them to die. With me, as always, is slightly overpriced sandwich, Sam Grezis. Yeah, yeah, slightly overpriced sandwich. That's what they called me in high school. It was a really bad nickname. Really? They called you Sandwich? No, 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 but one of my exes called me Sandwich, and, uh, and it was kind of weird. If you were a sandwich, what would you consist of? Let me, uh, that's actually a pretty good question. It'd probably be, like, a Sega Genesis copy of Shaq Fu in between two slices of, like, pumpernickel bread. And, like, covered in maple syrup or something like that. That doesn't sound very edible. Nope. You pay too much money for it. Yeah, so there you go. That's why you're slightly overpriced. <laughs> Absolutely. Joining us this week, we have a guest again after our little vacancy last week. Welcome back to the show, Christmas Ape. Hello, hello. Name for no food stuff. Sorry. I want to ask you, if you were a sandwich, what would you be? Well, I was like, uh, well, my last name's Tunison, so in elementary school, I definitely got tuna. So I guess I got to be a tuna sandwich, even though I'm not a fan of tuna at all. I don't like it. Oh, that's a bummer. I love tuna. I know, no, it's like I because it's pretty cheap. Like, if it's it would it would be a handy thing to like, but I. It's true. It's not even that bad. Like, if you get the you got to get the solid. If you get like the chunk, it's like gross and terrible. But like the solid stuff is actually not terrible. So hot tuna tips from intentional sounding. Tuna hacks. Uh, yeah, tuna hacks. Don't get chunk. Yeah, don't, don't get, get chunk, chunk and then and then regardless of the variety you do, uh, after you open it up, just like scoop it out with your hands and then just put it in your face, and then uh, <laughs> and then yeah, you That's got you got yourself a you got yourself a a uh, Jim Tom Sula meal right there. My roommates in college hated when I would make tuna sandwich because it would stink up the entire sink because you open up the can and you you drain it and then if you don't immediately wash it down the drain it stinks for the rest of the day and i would occasionally forget because i was a dumb college student it's good times very very exciting college stories okay well this was a slow week for nfl news but there there are a few nuggets we can get to them but honestly right now i highly doubt anyone really cares Mm -hmm. because cleveland is a champion the land first time in 50 years cleveland won a championship so, uh, so who takes over like the sports city sympathy now? Is it like San Diego? I think it's Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota apparently has the longest drought for a city with three major teams. Okay. San Diego, I think, mm. has longer drought, but they only have two major teams. But Minnesota is hosting a Super Bowl soon, and that's like just as good, right? Yeah. Well, so yeah, I pretty much. I feel like you can't you can't have like. To to be a bad sports city, you need to be a bad city too, you know. I feel like Detroit. You is feel like the Cleveland answer. deserved it because they're not fun. Yeah, well, not even that they deserved Are you just it. It was straight like calling Cleveland a bad city. Yeah, right and now. I just like I just called Detroit a bad city. They're not good cities. Would either of you want to visit either of those places? If if like like of your own accord, not having anything to do there. Not not particularly tempted now. So the, uh, so the Cavs title does have some very minor Browns ramifications. And so it turns out, uh, you know, the, um, that the, the Cleveland quarterback fail jersey or whatever it's called, like the, the Tim Couch jersey with like the dozens yeah. of plates on it. They're not doing that anymore now. They just announced today that they're going to stop doing that because the Cavs won a title. And they're trying to be like, we're really? going to inhabit the positively of new champion Cleveland. 
So we're going to stop feeding into the negativity. So they're not doing that anymore. Wow. I, I just that's saw that like deal. 10 minutes before we started recording. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that, they, that's big, that's they're big ending for the internet. jersey. Yeah, which, I mean, it's the Browns, so it's kind of pointless. I kind of like, you know, let them have their happiness. The jokes sure. will still be there for the rest of us. Oh, so yeah, it's, no, it doesn't, it doesn't really impact our lives in any way other than like producing content for the internet. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, they're going to go through RG3. Like, who's who's going to be their next quarterback after RG3? Did they end up getting one in the draft? Mm, yeah, no, they, they, yeah, they, so there's no real heir apparent after. No. So it'll, it'll no. be Griffin, and I guess when he gets, like, hurt at some point this year and somebody else has to start, because they're going to get rid, they got rid of McCown, right? Did they? Uh, I, th- I don't actually know. He might still be there. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they, they did. Oh, yeah, they were talking, yeah, he's still there. I thought they were talking about it for a little bit. I don't, yeah, they they can't get rid of him because they don't have anyone. Yeah, else. no, I th- yeah, I think there was talk where like when when it seemed like they were gonna draft somebody that like he was gonna be like the odd man out if they got like if they had RG three and like a first round rookie then they'd probably dump McCown. But as it stands now, they're gonna hold on to him. You guys keep saying that the Browns don't really have any quarterbacks but RG three. You guys you guys forget that LeBron James RG three is not actually a quarterback. Well, <laughs> fair. But LeBron James is a free – he's a free agent after this season. Hey, you're right. Do you remember all those, like, Nike commercials where he was playing for the Browns? He would, I, There are people on Twitter seriously asking – like, so so a little behind-the-scenes action for, for you listeners here. Before every show, I go on Twitter and I try and find hot takes about things that, that happen. I was looking for uh, for for them for this week, and I found a very large contingent of like Clevelanders who are honestly asking LeBron James to retire from the NBA and bring home a ring for the dog pound. You know, yeah, and it, it's like to having never played football. Before. Yeah, yeah, to 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 be a starting quarterback for the Browns and like the the really funny thing was that a lot of those people were being like yeah, LeBron James is done with the NBA. This is his plan. Not just please do this, but like convinced that this was the next step for for LeBron James. Well, and after he wins the Browns a championship, then he'll retire from football and win the Cleveland Indians a yeah, championship. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And then they, they don't have like, a hockey have team. They have to be like so. DH for the Indians, I guess. Oh no, they do have a. They have the uh, the Columbus. Yeah, then will then will win one for the Blue Jackets, and uh, he'll have like get, like, get the four he'll, yeah, he'll the, fourth, have, the fourth sweep. I, yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, I guess you can count Columbus as like as Cleveland. Columbus, I I don't know. Columbus is kind of Ohio. I mean. Cleveland kind of adapts Ohio State. I mean, I know like my fiance's family's all from this area. They're big Ohio State, Columbus people. I I would consider Columbus a little bit different. I it's like right in the middle of the state, so it's kind of its own thing. It's pretty much just Ohio State, and sure, I guess a couple of Blue Jackets fans. They're probably happy about the Browns winning. I don't know if they're the same city though. It's it's just kind yeah, of there. That's fair. That's fair. I just I, I just think it'd be funny if LeBron James just does a c- tour of Cleveland sp- or, or Ohio area sports and just wins every single one of them a title, no matter what sport what if it he, is. He he re- he quits the Browns and goes to the Bengals. Ooh. Opposite AJ Green is a receiver and then wins the Bengals. So wins 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 the wins the Browns a championship as a quarterback and wins the Bengals a championship as a receiver. 
Mm-hmm. That yes, please. They got to keep Andy Dalton, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's he's their franchise guy. Well, Andy Dalton's like the, Andy Dalton's like the Kevin Love in this scenario. So he, I, I feel like Andy Dalton is is a Kevin Love in pretty much every scenario. <laughs> no, Kevin Love had a good game seven. We shouldn't be that. He mean. did. Like, he did. I and Andy Dalton isn't a bad quarterback. It's just like. There was there was a good article on Deadspin about how like Kevin Love was just playing out of his mind game 7 but how at the end of the day what like he's a little bit like just slightly too slow on his feet he doesn't have I mean he's never going to be he doesn't have like that superstar quality he's never going to be as fast or as strong or as uh as you know coordinated I think that's the the point they made is like it's a coordination thing like he always seems kind of uncomfortable with the ball and so does Andy Dalton that doesn't mean they're not good or even great but like you know at the end of the day I mean hey fucking like half 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 broken Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl so yeah that's true he did I mean granted the Bengals I mean the Bengals have a good defense but it's not quite that caliber yeah it's it's always top 10 but it's it's not that high like top maybe it's top five I, I guess I could hear an argument for it on a good day but it's it's not that transcendent level defense that'll win you a championship. Well, when, when you, like you, when you factor in like Devontae's perfect penalties, it tends to drop them back a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But even without the penalties, I don't think they're like Denver levels no, of good. No, they're not quite that good. No, they're no. usually like no. they're really good in the beginning of the season. They always seem to have like Geno Atkins gets hurt or like some someone like integral to their success goes down towards the end of the year. Yeah, it's true. That that happens. And of course, last year I think they stayed mostly healthy, but then Andy Dalton got hurt. Right. Though McCarron played as just about as well as Dalton did. I'm surprised that hasn't yeah. like carried over into like an off season storyline. I mean, probably like if McCarron like... had won that playoff game against the Steelers, it almost certainly would have. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Even, then, even then he didn't have. play like especially poorly. It wasn't like the Dalton type meltdowns we've seen in like years past. Right. Yeah. Well, because when Dalton fine. fucks up, it's like. It is. It's a train wreck. Like you can't look away. Oh yeah, Dal- Dalton's bad games are atrocious, and they always seem to come at the worst times. Yeah, because yep. he, they, they, they were. They'd always be so good normally when nobody's caring about Bengals games because nobody cares about the Bengals games, and then they show up in prime time or like a later slot where there's no other teams playing, and he would just crap himself well it's always it's always when like everyone's like oh yeah man the Bengals, right like they're they're coming up they've won a few games and it's it's a cycle that kind of (laughs) now it's sunday night in foxborough let's see how they do exactly right it's like it's like when people when people are starting to pay attention to them yeah it's like yeah monday night football against the patriots or whatever and like no they just shit the bed every single time they kind of get the chance to be seen as like legitimate contenders which is frustrating for for any fan yeah they they just choke at the worst times four years in a row is it four is it four or five? it's four years that they've lost the first round Jeez. i keep thinking it's five i feel like i've been watching the bengals lose in the first round of the playoffs for years and yeah. years and decades. I mean, it's but, pretty much yeah. It's been pretty much the second half of Marvin Lewis's tenure. I mean, he had there's a few more years to even like tack on to even before this latest run. He had maybe like two or three beforehand. So he has like six or seven one and duns right now as like a Bengals. It's like, yeah, but just like not consecutive. He always does just well enough to not put him too far into the hot seat. 
Yeah. It's amazing how long he's lasted. Well, well it's, and it's, it's so sort of weird. just like the like the institutional apathy of of like the Bengals ownership. See, that's that's yeah, a funny that's... thing because you get other coaches who you know do that and like who who get their team to the playoffs like a historically bad team they like build it up get them to the playoffs and like sometimes that's not enough and they get canned the next season it just depends on the team the fan base and the ownership it's just it's just kind of funny that right like how john fox got canned i mean yeah the broncos aren't (laughs) historically bad but like he at least like had them during the first few years of peyton manning being there and then couldn't do anything with it so they're just like oh we're gonna have to bring in somebody who can like win in the playoffs who actually somehow that turned out to be gary kubiak who i would not yep. have guessed. <laughs> it, it was wade phillips let's be real here wade, i wouldn't have guessed that <laughs> i would have you told me like wade phillips is gonna be the thing to turn this around like he's he's always been a good defensive coordinator but still i, I would have been like mm-hmm. yeah would have been thinking emoji for me that's that's basically what my response would have been yeah i i never would have expected kubiak to be the guy to lead the broncos to the promised land he he spent so much time down in houston being basically another version of the Bengals, where they, you constantly yep. think they're ready to do something but then they don't yep just oh they keep getting semi-close but they can't genuinely compete but he did have that heart attack one time during a game that's true I forgot about Jeez, that man that was scary it was scary. It, like, I, you really don't hear about it ever again. I mean, it's like, yeah, no. I, I, it's, I guess it was just sort of like a freak one-time thing, and maybe he's made some, like, health adjustments, and it's not really something that needs to be talked about. But it was, like, kind of a really spooky thing that happened. Yeah, that, yeah I remember, like, because that, that's the first time I had seen anything really – like, I'd seen hard hits, and I'd seen p- players get stretchered off. But every single time I've, I've done that, like, or I had seen that, like the player had been responsive, you know, you got that thumbs up as they're cut it off to the locker room or whatever. And you can kind of, you can assume at some level like, oh yeah, you know, they're still, they're still cool. When Gary Kubiak collapsed, I was just like, I had, I mean, I feel like a lot of people had this, this notion in their head of like, did I watch, did I just watch someone die live on television? And like, I feel like I see that whenever Roethlisberger gets a bad hit. <laughs> That's fair. That's completely fair. Whenever Roethlisberger goes down really hard, which he does at least once a season, I'm always, I'm always just once, once back a my season, mind. Is this, is this the time he finally take the died? Over on that. Well, I mean, he always gets hurt several times a season, but he always takes that one really oh, bad okay. shot. Yeah, yeah. There's that one shot where you're like, oh, he's never going to be the same after this, and then he comes back two games later and throws six touchdowns. Sure. I want I want when Ben Roethlisberger retires I really want him to uh to be a commentator just cuz like oh god I know I just want to hear it for one game because it would just be the best worst thing ever I just I just want that for myself well, so, we, we were that. teased at a with a Ben Roethlisberger like GOP convention speech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And then he he was like, "Fuck no! Why would no? Why would I do that?" Is it amazing what like, like a twenty minute Ben Roethlisberger political speech would be like? Even like Jesus even though he, like Christ. even for even for Trump, where it could just be like any stupid shit, and it wouldn't really matter. But mm. still, it would just be it would be the worst like abomination you could possibly think of. Yep. 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 Uh, I think I think Trump has a clutch gene like me. <laughs> oh my God! Good, good. I want to bring this back to uh, the Cavaliers, not necessarily Cavaliers, but the Warriors, because mm. I don't. 
I was really rooting for Cleveland, but I was honestly rooting just as hard against the Warriors because I was just getting sick of them. Oh yeah, totally. I was I was way on board with hating the Warriors. A like I so a week ago or like two weeks ago, I was like I wasn't on the bandwagon, but I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be nice for the Warriors to repeat. They're the kind of game they play is great, but every everyone at the same time, and I think that time. If if you were like if you weren't one of those guys that was like yeah I want I want LeBron to win it for Cleveland right if you weren't one of those people it was game game four is when you were like no no fuck the Warriors though but but actually well, fuck it was the really Warriors. I feel like it like this it was the OKC series that really like swung the OKC series was definitely when I swung. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's w- fair too, actually. I mean, I was rooting against the Warriors, against the 8th seed Rockets, but <laughs> only because I wanted the chaos of that loss. I, sure. It was never going to happen, but I just wanted to see. I wanted to hope. I had hope that if the Rockets had knocked off the Warriors in the first round, the sheer chaos that would have caused would have been amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, even when they beat Portland, everyone here was mad about it. But it's just, you know, I we weren't going to beat Golden State. And then in OKC, I was de- it definitely became no no screw the Warriors. Yeah, I, w- I want OKC to win. I I want Stephen Adams to take the trophy and then like hit Draymond Green in the nuts with it. <laughs> there are so many. So like uh, when I was looking on Twitter for for hot LeBron takes, there are so many salty uh, salty Warriors fans. Who are like they're not even like they're not weighing in on the discussion of like you know does this cement LeBron as as greatest of all time you know whatever the the first one I saw was just a a, a presumably a dad uh, who has a goatee standing next to uh, someone who is presumably his son wearing a uh, a throwback the city jersey. And a hat that says 73 on it in gold. And the dad, it seems like they're at an airport. The dad's wearing a shirt that says, uh, LeBron is a pussy ass bitch. Yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, one, you're in a public space. It's probably an airport. Two, your kid's right there. Three, the kid looks so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. The kid looks so embarrassed of his dad. He's yep. like looking sheepishly down and away, and the dad's got like this big shit-eating grin on yep. his face. Like, look at my amazing shirt with my fifteen. No, may, may have been twelve-year-old child next to me. LeBron yep. is a pussy-ass bitch. Well, and but but this is just it, one that's never been correct, right? But two, Not LeBron almost broke himself to pieces you know, in the final minutes of that game trying to win it, right? Like, from that block to that, like, to him jumping over Steph Curry for, like, a loose ball and, like, banging his his arm on the ground. Yeah, like, it's, he literally, like, and say what you want about him, but, like, he, he does not value his own body. Like, he doesn't, he... He's not afraid to literally just kind of, like, go all out for it. Um, I don't know. I just, like, I personally, I really like LeBron James. I think he's, I think he's, he is the greatest player to ever play basketball. And I, like, my hot take on that is that I don't even think that's a hot take anymore. Like, I, I think that it is not, 
It's not that surprising. You know, it's... You're always going to have the, the Jordan people. Sure, you and, are. You are. And, and there's still a pretty decent argument there. Of course. Yeah. How much you want to bet that uh, that dad was wearing Steph Curry's dad shoes? Oh, God, he probably was. Yeah, very high. Those things are like 120 bucks, too. I, like, they wouldn't be that bad if they weren't that expensive. Like, they just look like New Balances. Yeah, if they were like so, $50 they shoes, they'd be fine. They look yeah. exactly like the white New Balance shoes that my mom has been buying for 20 years. Yep, yep. And this is kind of like, I've got, I like sneakers, man. And I was, I was so ready when I heard the backlash against Steph Curry's dad shoes. I was so ready to look at them and be like, no, nah, no, those are actually kind of cool. But no, they're not though. They're, they're yeah, no. completely like. They're just generic ass white shoes. <laughs> yeah. I think the yep. first time I actually saw the shoes was when Ape retweeted it saying like the, the mall walkers 27 or something <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm just nice. like, oh, wow. What what is he making fun of? And then a little bit more, I realized, oh, he's making fun of Steph Curry's new shoes. Right. And then the entire he's, like your he's entire exactly feet right. turned into it for like thirty six hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was I good. I'm, not, I'm not complaining. That was it was that was a fun day in Twitter. Twitter's always fun when that happens. And it's true. The Warriors didn't win a game after those were released. No, oh, it's the curse of the shoes, dude. It's the, the shoes. shoes. It's got to be the shoes. The Warriors will never win again. It, no. it, it, I guess it was before games. Five, I guess that was when they came out. All right. Yeah, because yeah, it must yeah, have been like three one, wasn't it? They, yep. they went zero and three after the shoes came out. Yep. The first, the first, uh, the first three uh, one comeback in NBA Finals history because of a pair of shoes. It goes Mrs. O'Leary's cow in these shoes. <laughs> is this is this the biggest sports finals choke ever? Um. Oh, finals like in general? No, no, no just like like championship choke ever yeah so yeah I'm, okay i put it up Across against sports. something like the 18 and one patriots like i think this is probably worse than the patriots i i would agree with that if only because like i feel like it would be bigger than any any football choke except for or was that a championship game the one where oh my god they a team scored like 21 points or some ridiculous amount of points in the final two minutes of the game Something there was like something like that. I think that's happened like a few times. I know Peyton Manning scored twenty one points against the Buccaneers on like Monday night, like middle of his career in the mm. last two minutes. But it was just a regular season game. Okay. Yeah, because like Gruden still complains about it. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with with uh, like baseball and uh, and hockey and basketball. You know, since you have seven games, you know, you could dominate like like the Warriors did in like the first four. And then and then, you know, it sets you up to have a much worse fall. Right. You can you can choke a lot harder in uh, in um, in baseball, in in basketball, in hockey than you can in football, because there are more there are literally like. You can build up. Yeah, that's a bigger the, that's the thing about football, and I always laugh when people start arguing in football, like who's the best team that season, because it doesn't really matter at all. Yeah, because it, any given Sunday, if you play a bad game, you don't have a series to prove yourself. It's one game, right? And if you put the Giants and the Patriots in 2007 against each other in a seven-game series, it, it, pretty good chance the Patriots are going to win that. Mm -hmm. But they didn't play the way they had to when it mattered. Right. So I 
I agree. I, I think this is probably the worst ending choke because the Warriors had three games, two of them at home, to close it out, and they just didn't do it. Yeah, the only excuses you could really make, like, Steph was kind of hurt, and Bogut went down after game five. Yeah, and, I and think like... think Bogut's probably the best excuse they have. The Bogut, that, yeah. Not like, like, there were stats that had showed, like, during the season they played better with small ball anyway. Yeah. Yep. So, like, yep. Bogut's not really that much of an excuse. The 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 interesting thing though is that or like the the kind of damning thing I guess is that like all of those things like you can talk about the Draymond Green suspension too and like you know a couple like calls here and there but like in a seven game series where you're up three to one like how many excuses can you really make for yourself like Iggy had Man, a hurt if you're back an NBA right? fan. You know, all of them. I was going to say, like, I've got uh, one of the tweets I found was, I hate I, you I've, all. I've followed a bunch of sports. I don't think any major fan base of any sport complains about the referees more than NBA fans do. No, no, I, that's absolutely it, right. It is every, every game, every, at yep. least so many comments are just, oh, the, the refs hosed us on this one. And I mean, people complain about the refs after every sporting event. It, mm-hmm. Football players, I'm terrible about it. Everyone's terrible about it. But I, basketball, it's just such a high volume that you'd think that the refs are just slabs of meat with no eyes yep. out there on the court every <laughs> single day, do it just, just randomly blowing their whistle for no reason. It, they complain so much about the refs. Come on, guys. One just, of one of my except your team didn't do it. One of my favorite tweets that I found was uh, by uh, TJ Gonzalez 06, which, uh, I mean, this might mean that he's 10, so <laughs> I would feel kind of bad. Uh, but uh, it's it's at, at Cavs and at King James. Uh, I hate y'all on the Cavs. You guys cheated with the ref. So, so, so importance of grammar here, folks. If you're going to complain about your... Uh, your your team and if you think you got jobbed fine uh just make sure you you don't if you're gonna tweet about it that you don't insinuate that uh the opposing team's star player slept with the refs to get you know to get people suspended or to get favorable calls there are there are much better ways of uh of phrasing that argument i just like that really i I i found a take that was pretty similar to that i I went on like the Warriors Facebook page. I was Oh sure. It was pretty it was pretty routine. Lots of people being like, Oh, they're still our Warriors and then That's a fine. bunch of people being like, Oh, you got what you deserve. It you know, I actually wasn't I was it was fairly reasonable, mm. honest reactions. But I had one clearly a uh, bitter OKC fan. Oh and okay. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna try and read this the way it was written, so I'll kind of project a little bit more Uh on words that are uppercase Mm -hmm. and okay so you shulda s-h-o-u-l-l-d-a okay you shulda let okc to w the wcf exclamation point four times now you know the feeling of getting lost to game seven like what you did in okc this past month question mark (laughs) i'm sure you paid the refs in game six one in western conference finals i have no idea what i just read i think i it kind of it kind of feels like one of those situations where you're just so amped up 
then you're just talking and you have a point, but mm-hmm. you are completely incapable of communicating it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I th- it. I'm pretty sure he's trying to suggest that the Warriors paid off the refs in game for six OKC of the in yeah. game six. <laughs> but it's just. I wa- he just clearly just went off Facebook and just started typing words. I want to diagram those it. sentences like like you used to do in like grade school. I, I just really want like the anatomy of a terrible Facebook comment. It's just so shulda. 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 I just like Now you know the feeling of his lowercase getting lost to game seven. Yeah. I Yeah, what what's what's I, what does that mean? What's so hard to understand? I don't, I don't like it's. Do, do you not know the feeling, Dave, of getting <laughs> lost to Game Seven? It's one of the. It's, it's one of the most terrible experiences you could ever have, and I, I don't. I don't appreciate you being so flippant about it. To be completely honest, I, I will. I will behave myself from now on. Check, check your privilege, buddy. <laughs> there uh, you go. <laughs> I think my favorite part about all this, about the whole rigging, like this happens. Yeah. Whenever. A really successful regular season team doesn't make it to the end. Mm-hmm. It, you saw this with the 2013 Broncos, uh, the Warriors this year, the Patriots in 2007. You always have the people who are completely incapable of accepting the fact that their team lost, and they just start spouting that it was rigged. Mm-hmm. And like, like I my favorite part about all this <laughs> is if the game is rigged, then none of your wins are legitimate. Yeah, that's – yep. That, I mean – if if the game is rigged when things go against you, that means all your wins were rigged in your favor, and you you can't celebrate those by your logic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so 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 you gotta you gotta you gotta understand that these pe- the the way you th- they think about it is like oh no it's it's like uh, DJ Khaled man it's like they don't want you to win the it's they don't want you to win the championship yeah you can have seventy three games but they don't want you to win the championship it's like you know you you get so good that then the that then like the the big bads with their cigars and their like sunglasses and three piece suits notice and they're like they can't be that good we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make the Cavaliers win though instead so you know. That's but the, the people who always accuse it of rigging. They're always just like, I, I see that it's my favorite when it's the football fan. I think when 2007 happened to the Patriots, my favorite Patriots fans reactions were the people who just started to assume that it was written behind the scenes like wrestling is. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they start, especially when the Giants beat them the second time there, they just started saying like, oh, it's obviously rigged. We should have run. And like, do they not understand how writing for those kind of shows would work? If this, right. if the NFL was scripted, the Giants would not have won the second game. That was the Patriots' revenge game. The Patriots would have won that game if it was scripted. The other thing because... is, is having done like having done things like that, it would you, it would be insanely impossible to like job an NFL game like that. It just wouldn't work. And it's probably roughly the same for basketball. Yeah, probably. Like, I feel like basketball would be a little easier, like a little bit, maybe a little bit. I would you watch could probably that, fake a bad shot easier in basketball if you're intentionally trying to uh to lose. You could probably sh- throw up a bad shot that you know is gonna miss, but looks like you tried to get it. Well, in. I was gonna say that's what the Washington Generals do, isn't it? <laughs> like that's literally what we're talking about. Oh man. I'm, have you, I'm uh, just kind of glad all these warrior uh, bandwagoners 
or finally have experienced heartbreak. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they all got here like about this time last year. It they were it reminded me exactly of Seattle's bandwagon from the past few years, mm-hmm. where it's just a team that was perpetually bad for a long time finally started to put it together, picked up a bandwagon, won a championship, and then they all thought that they were invincible, and then they had an incredible season the following year, and then it ended right at the end in heartbreak fashion, sure. and now all the bandwagon fans are like, oh, what now? <laughs> well, you, what, it's, what do it's we like, do? who now? Like, what, what are they going to... I mean, what they're going to do now is they're all going to, like, watch watch the U.S. men's national team lose in the Copa America to Argentina and, like, get on that bandwagon and be like, Messi, though, which is, <laughs> which is, not, which is not acceptable, first of all. You're traitors. You're un-American and you're traitors if you root for Argentina after they beat us in the Copa America. Second of all, like, just don't be – like – the concept of, of bandwagon fans is not annoying to me because I can be a bandwagon fan. I was a bandwagon I mean, fan that's for the honestly Cavs. honestly how you pick up fans. Right. Is when, when your team's successful, that's kind of how you build a fan base. You have people who don't really care, but now because the team's winning, they kind of get invested. Right. And when the team slumps back down, you'll lose some of those people, but you will have earned a bunch of fans. Yep. Yep. And, I mean, so the bandwagons aren't too bad. It. It's just the like, reason, don't be a douche like, about it, you know? Th- yeah, that's that's the problem. When the bandwagoner starts getting all up in your face and trash-talking, when he can't even name, like, a single player on the roster, that sort of situation, then it's really obnoxious. Right. And you can go up to a Seattle fan up here and be like, hey, well, come on, man, what do you think about Steve Largent? And they're like, who? <laughs> what the fuck is a Cortez Kennedy? <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is the only running back we've ever had. Who is this Sean Alexander person? The Seahawks didn't Dude. exist till they had like the really like neon jerseys. They didn't have jerseys before that. No, no, no. They're an expansion team, right? They showed that means they showed up in like 2011. I my favorite is talking about how the Seahawks used to be in the AFC West. Yeah. And Yep. So many people are like, no, they weren't. They're NFC team. Like, no, they were in sure, the NFC. Buddy, no. I bet you think the earth is flat too, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. But congratulations to Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like that was straight up. One congratulations. Of, it was one of the best, um, like, games I think I have ever seen in my life. And that has to be like, if you're starved for a while, that has to be the best way to get one. Like, everyone wrote them off, and you're against like, yep. a record, you know, you're against a team that had just The won, unstoppable yeah, giant. Like, yep. a, a regular yep. season record, yeah. And then, you know, your hometown kid, like, just does it, like, goes balls out. Like, I, I, before we get off, off this, I just do want to read two more tweets that I think really kind of sum up sum up my feelings on uh, on the Cavs winning uh, the NBA championship. The first one from uh, uh, Nai Hospedales. Uh, congrats at King James. I understand why you cried, but why am I crying? The world needs sports heroes. Just don't support Trump. <laughs> it's such a, it's such, yes, yes. It's so heartwarming. That is a correct tweet. That tweet is a, is correct. Uh, and the uh, and and the one I will leave you guys with is uh, if if King James uh, and the Cavs can come back from a three to one deficit, I can get out of the friend zone. Hashtag facts. So you know, <laughs> there's there's hope for y'all out there. Reach for if King the stars. James can do it. Yep, reach for the stars.
No, the, I, I saw Dan Gilbert made, like, some comment where he's like, I want LeBron to run for, like, because he was, like, a Chris Christie supporter or some shit. And now he's like, well, yeah, he's like, well, should Re LeBron should show up at the GOB convention in my arena and run for president. Ha 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 ha. Like, no one, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I loved how, like, pissed off everyone got that Dan Gilbert got to speak at all during, like, the trophy presentation. They're just like, yeah, yeah, everyone was mad. <laughs> Even, like, Cavs fans, it was great. Yeah, it like it like <laughs> killed all the joy that everyone had for like a good five mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. So so here's here's a question: If you were LeBron James and you knew right, like you you knew that if you were if you ran for president, you would get the job, like you would get elected. Would you run for president? Because my answer would be fuck no. Yeah, no. Why, why the I would you? not. I like. I would, why would I would I wouldn't want to do that? Yeah. He. Yes. Okay. Good. Good, because I was like, I'm. I hope I'm not crazy on this. Like, it does not sound like a job. That doesn't sound like a fun job. No. Yeah, no. no. But like everything, like being at, being being a former president is great. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. But like, you would have to like somehow, you would somehow have to like rig it where like you're a one-term president, but not like so spectacularly bad that like you don't get speaking gigs and shit like yep. afterwards. You can't. You can't be like. Yeah. You can't be a Nixon, right? You have to. You have to. I mean, even Nixon had a pretty good post-presidential life. Like, I guess, I mean, maybe true. The first, maybe the first few years after, like, after he he left office, maybe not. But like, you know, there are enough people, there are enough like GOP people that still thought he was like the shit that he still lived pretty well. You don't want to be like um, uh, uh, Jimmy Carter. One term, nobody cares about Jimmy Carter anymore. And he's still like people. He's like one of those guys that you're like, wait, he hasn't died yet. Yeah, when I heard he had cancer, I was just like, "Wait, I didn't realize he was still alive." No, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't tempt twenty sixteen. That's that's true. That's very true. You got to be oh, careful man. about that. Oh, twenty sixteen has been all. Uh, R.I.P. Anton Yelchin. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Ugh. Christ! Right? Like what a freak accident. What the fuck? Jeez. Stop. Yeah, what, that was messed up. Yeah. What? Were they? Were they reports today? Like the car that crushed him was like reported for like roll away. Yeah, they were like recalled, possibly. 40 or so. I oh, think it was man. already recalled. There were like 40 or so injuries because of it. Um, one of my friends heard about it, and I can't, take, I can't take credit for it, but if you're listening, you know who you are. She was like, I, I remember they put him in a red shirt in the last Star Trek movie, and I was like, why the fuck would you do that? And you know? Oh God, they did. Is that is that like the kiss of death? Sorry, I'm not I'm not that much of a trekkie. It is, it is. You, if you're in a red shirt, yeah. In the original series, if you wear a red shirt, you die. You're not usually you're not before the first commercial break. Like, yep. I was a big Star Trek fan with my dad growing up, and we'd watch the Star Trek episodes. And the whole gimmick was whenever they'd like go down to a planet, it would be Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and head of the current security team, which is like Rodriguez or something, and he was the red shirt guy. And something would happen over behind a rock, and Rodriguez would bite it. Yep. And that was it. Red shirt. Red shirt always died. They played. They uh, did a little homage to that in the uh, first new Star Trek movie. That's true. I remember they that. They have the three of them like skydiving down, and the one guy in the red uniforms like ah, and then he goes right into the uh, laser blast and dies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just instantly. Yep. That was a great movie. Anyway, so, um, that's yeah. Moving on. So so let's let's 2016. Let's stop. Let's stop killing cool people. Yeah, there are plenty absolutely. of uncool people. You can you know, only lame people die. Take off our hands. There you go. You don't you don't want to want to die getting stuck in a bathroom. 
speaking of people getting stuck in a bathroom and bad segues, <laughs> Carson Wentz got stuck in a bathroom oh, at a gas station. Ugh. This is the man the Eagles have primed to be the future of their franchise, getting stuck in a New Jersey bathroom. I was I, so my first thought about that was like, you know, give him, cut him some slack. Like I have gotten stuck in a public restroom before, but then at the same time, I realized that you have. I have. It, it is a terrifying experience. It is a terrifying and harrowing experience, and I would not wish it on anybody. But so here's the thing: I would hope that someone that someone who is you know talented and smart enough to play football at a, at a professional level isn't isn't like me right is not as idiotic as me and doesn't do dopey shit that i do like getting stuck in a in a public restroom you know at a rest stop somewhere like no 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 no. you don't get to do those kinds of things when you're when you're a, a sports star guy you're supposed to be better than us. I'm just wondering why he tweeted about it in the first place. That's <laughs> that's not something I would probably want to announce to the world. Yeah. I got a, I got stuck in a gas station bathroom. I did I've been res- to maybe one gas station bathroom in my entire life. I purpose when I when I have to use the restroom in a public location, I go out of my way to find like a department store mm. because they're better than gas station bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just like he's such a doof is is like I think that's why he posted it is because like he he's he's a doof and he's like I don't you know yeah I got stuck in the bathroom and it was hilarious well do you remember uh to bring this back to Andy Dalton do you remember when he lost his luggage no twice he uh like right after the season ended he was apparently driving back from the airport and his luggage fell out of the back of his car. Yeah, he was and he tweeted, like tweeting for help for like several days, actually. Yeah, and if anyone driving back on this road saw two big black suitcases, uh, please get in contact with me. And he eventually got them back. And the next week, uh, American Airlines lost his luggage. Oh my god! Good. <laughs> you don't think uh, yeah, they like? I didn't get closure on. It. I, I I stopped like paying attention to that for two days. I didn't realize that he got them back and then lost them again. Yeah. It. About about a week after he got them back, he he he's just like, I can't believe this happened again, but it's not my fault. American at American Airlines. So first of all, it's his fault for flying American Airlines. It's true. I've heard nothing but bad stories about them and luggage. It's not as bad as United, but still, just fly Southwest like a normal Amer- person. American got rated for sheesh by Peter King, so we should know that. Oh God. No good. <laughs> Good. Oh man, really? United is worse. I've, I I oh never I've had never had a United. positive flying experience flying United, and I've I've like I've flown discount right. I've flown like I've flown EasyJet, um, like Spirit and Frontier, sometimes. And there, at least you know what you like. You get what you pay for, and no more, right? But like, yeah, yeah. It's just like United is United. In my experience, is like you expect to. One, you expect it to be like, you know, American Airlines or a Southwest or something like that. And you get on the, the flights and the, the chairs are like a Frontier or, you know, a Spirit Air or something like that. And, like, you got to pay for snacks. You got to pay for, like, you have to pay for um, 
they they you know most uh most flights even if they're short now like have like direct tv or whatever on them you have to pay for that you know it's just like it's just so bad it went downhill when they started introducing the tvs on the back of the seats that you had to swipe your card yeah yep yep that that's when it went downhill because usually they'd play something bad on just the tvs for you mm-hmm. on long flights mm-hmm. and you could just watch that but now there are no free tvs you if you want to watch they have a much bigger selection but you got to pay you're not getting your free movies anymore and it's terrible well but 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 for i mean southwest has the thing which is genius it's they have like wi-fi on the plane where you, you got to pay if you want to like visit your like visit any real websites that aren't at southwest.com um but they have like you can bring out your phone and like either pay to watch a movie or watch watch live TV like on your phone. And that's what I think most airlines are doing now cuz it's just so cheap for them to like implement. But like United is, is dicks about it though. Like in, I've never seen the Wi-Fi on a plane work well. Uh it's that's that's never been a good experience South, for me. Fly Southwest, man. They 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 I fly Southwest every time I visit my family in Atlanta, and like, it's always good. But that might be because I have a Gear VR, and I just put that on my face, and I make believe that I'm not in a plane, and that I'm watching like Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade on on the moon, because virtual reality is awesome, especially when it lets you pretend that you're not sitting between two like 300 pound people. Uh, you know, who are kind of sweating and also kind of falling asleep on you. And every time they kind of fall asleep on you, they like their head flops over onto your shoulder. So you got to do that kind of awkward thing where you're like, oh, no, I'm going to stretch my arm out now. Please get off of me. Anyway, not like this has happened to me before or anything like that. But, you know, <laughs> just a just a purely <laughs> hypothetical sure I, scenario. I, I always pick my seat now yeah. because... I'm I'm too tall for airplanes, mm-hmm. so I need I need either the window so I can lean up against something, which I usually pick on long flights, so I can just lean up and fall asleep. Or if it's a short flight, I'll get the aisle seat, sure. so I can just stretch my leg. That, that's how you do it. Yeah, no, that's that's always the the play, but you know that's that's the risk you run with Southwest, right? Is because you uh, you you don't really get to pick your seat; you just have to mash the like check in button 24 hours before your flight takes off to make sure your seating like time is good or your seating like position is good life hacks from uh from intentional sounding you know set an alarm for five minutes before your check-in time and then just keep hitting refresh and then you might actually not have a terrible seat on your flight this is what happens off-season football becomes a travel gripes podcast yeah (laughs) we're becoming we're becoming peter king we're becoming what we hate no, you live. You only live long enough to see yourself become a Starwood preferred member. Oh God, <laughs> my nightmares! Oh no, I mean nothing was happening. Nothing is happening right now. When Carson Wentz got stuck in a bathroom, we can also mention that Darren McFadden broke his elbow trying to catch a falling iPhone. Yeah, and that's pretty much it for the week. And and the NFL banned players from wearing hoodies. Yeah, uh, that. Re- really, really solve the problem there, Goodell. Good job. We we can also talk about if we want to how Skip Bayless's career now, like not career, but like he's done with ESPN, and not to like bring it back to to basketball, but like 
how appropriate is it, right, that his last day on ESPN was the day that LeBron just, like, won won the NBA championship? I just think, like, that's just so absolutely perfect to me. Like, I actually that, that... forgotten that Skip had. I mean, like, it makes sense that I heard about it. Like, I've done, I've done a good enough job, like, tuning out Skip Bayless the last few years that I forget. Uh-huh. Like, like, I know he had a hard-on for Tebow, but I, I've, like, forgotten all the, like, the players he, like, has access to grind with. So when everyone started going in on Bayless with this, I was just like, oh, oh okay, sure, right, whatever. It was just everybody reposting that one tweet he made about Johnny Manziel. Yeah. That, that, that was it. No, I did, I did like that Scott Van Pelt went, out, went in on him on, like, a sports center or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, it was on sports center at night, yeah. If you've made your career out of hating on LeBron, you got to find a new axe to grind. I think that's pretty much right. what he said. That was good. Otherwise, I'm I'm perfectly fine just like ignoring Skip Bayless forever. Well, it'll it'll just be that much easier now, though, right? So, yay. Hopefully, and, no, and no, I, I saw know. Rick Riley got in a got in a fucking. He found a way to get it make a Cam Newton take. What? Ugh. How? Oh my God! What did he say? Oh, because he like he held up like Steph Curry as a good an example of a good winner, which isn't. I mean, not really true at all if you look at game six. No, no. no. He, he was a big, sore loser. Right. But but still, like, Rick Riley found a way to fire off that take this morning that, like, Cam Newton needs to look at the Warriors to figure out how to be a good loser. No. And, and like, even the press conferences after that, like, Steph Curry didn't want to, like, talk to anyone. Like, oh, yeah, I heard he was sad. I didn't get to see. I saw, like, LeBron and I saw, like, Kevin Love and doing, like, the Austin 316 thing. I didn't. I didn't get to see any of the Warriors. Like he was, reactions. Curry was so so salty. That Curry was so salty. You you would send it back to your waiter. Like it was. Oh yeah. It was not like, and that might be part of why I think people might have turned on them in OKC because when OKC started winning games, like you can't. It, it the the kind of veil dropped, and Curry was no longer this like. This, like, awkward kid who's just like me, you know, he's short and kind of awkward looking and, and, you know, he's, he's good, he's good because he tries hard, not because he's, like, a, a freak of nature, like an athletic freak of nature like LeBron is, um, but then, you know, when the wheels start to come off a little bit, it's like, nah, Curry isn't really, Curry's just like everyone else he out He was on the really field. cocky. Yeah. That, that whole team was really cocky. It it reminded me a lot of the 2007 Patriots. Like halfway through the season, they they just had mm. that arrogance to them. Sure, where it just we're, we're we're the best and we're great and we didn't we didn't they didn't win the game we lost that that kind of arrogance. And I I hate that I hate that line so much. You're not get you're just you know, we didn't perform as well as we needed to. They don't the other team doesn't get any credit. No. We just we just kind of stumbled. It, no, I've. That was the worst. I went on Reddit trying to find some hot takes because I hate myself. Oh, God. And it, that that was pretty much most of the uh, Golden State Warriors sub, especially one major post just talking about how they the, the Warriors just, they weren't the same team in the playoffs. They just stumbled. They weren't. If this was the regular season team, they would have won the championship. But, I, but it, that's just not true. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. One, it's, give, yeah. Give those other teams credit. That, well, right, because because the Warriors have been playing the same game all season. Like, they have. And, 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 and in the playoffs, like, the Thunder figured it out, and then the Cavs figured it out. And the Cavs were able to figure it out and then close it out. Like, the... 
the the argument that somehow like the warriors weren't playing to their full potential like yeah curry didn't have a great game and like and like thompson got cold too but the the whole point of their of their like lineups and the small ball they play is that that shouldn't matter like they're able to like move the ball around to like their bench players who are who are amazing as well and like get the momentum back that way it's not this 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 team was never gonna win just on the back of one player um and that's what they've been like they've been doing that all season and then just like these teams figured it out nothing 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 material to the way the warriors approach their games had has changed so you can't really make that argument i don't think i think one thing about I saw one comment about this. I thought it was pretty good. It's just the regular season is a different beast than the playoffs. Yes. Because in the regular season, you're you're only playing that team once, and then you're moving on. And you might have a long string. You might be on, like, a long road trip, and you have to go to Oracle. You're not really thinking real. It It's not a do-or-die situation if you lose a game in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And obviously people wanted a piece of the Warriors during the regular season because every team wants to beat the the, the supposed best team in the league. Mm-hmm. But it's the the passion and the, the level of competitiveness is always higher in the playoffs. And the Warriors, should, they, they kind of went into the playoffs feeling like, well, we don't have to change anything because this is what we did all year and it, it gave us the best record ever. We don't have to worry about any of this. We're just going to wipe through them all. And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Other teams other teams are were in this situation where we have to win or we go home. We have to knock this team off. And OKC almost pulled it off. And Cleveland actually did. Yep. I, I didn't see the passion in Golden State over the, over the entire final series, really. They didn't quite look like themselves the entire time they still won three games well, and they still looked oh they, they were still good but they the Cavs just looked hungrier well yeah i guess you could say. well especially especially like after game three um you know and obviously yeah when they started winning but even even when um you know even when they weren't playing like great they were playing hungry and the warriors so this is this is an argument that I can buy. It's always harder to, because it is harder to repeat, right? It's harder to be the team that everyone is trying to catch and figure out. Um, yeah. The Warriors had did have that disadvantage of like, yeah, you know, great, you know, you're up three to one. Um, but at the same time, you know, you get that mindset of like, we just need one more, just need one more, you know, just just need one more and then you and then you drop one it's three two and it's it's you know it's fine it's fine it's okay it's okay. it's fine we'll just get him get him on the next one right you don't you and you don't play every game like you know like it's winner go home and when you play like it's winner go home you play better and the Cavs have also had the the luxury of being like of of literally game planning for this pretty much all season right and like yeah. and kind of figuring them out where Whereas the Warriors, yeah, sure, they've been game planning for the Cavs, but, like, they got a game plan for everyone else. And, you know, since the Cavs' road to a championship would be going through the Warriors, most likely, you know, they they can, they can kind of game plan for that better. So I can kind of see that argument, but 
like that's kind of the only one I can see. I think my favorite part of this final series was in the final game where you could tell like the Warriors were just unraveled. They weren't making any shots and uh, they were just taking bad shots and like off balance. Like in the the last ten seconds, like the shot Curry took wasn't very good. Yeah. The shot he he took uh, maybe twenty seconds before that when Kevin Love was defending him was a terrible shot and he had an opening if he wanted to drive the lane past love he but he didn't. didn't he pulled back and tried a really bad three yeah and of course it didn't go in so but 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 with curry right like yeah. he makes those so yeah at some level i'm like yeah yeah but right i think it's still funny that the greatest three po- the greatest shooter of all time the shattered the three-point record just didn't make any of the important threes yep. In the final game, really, in the final mad. like in the final series, I think he had one bucket in the fourth quarter. I think I read that really? stat somewhere. Wow. He had like one bucket in the fourth quarter. Jeez, that that's that's the first unanimous MVP in NBA history. Is it? It's strip him, clown fraud, clown fraud. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we've almost hit an. Hour. We've basically reached the end here. But before we go, I do want to just bring up one little one little quick nugget of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday Night Football is getting a new song. That's a thing that's happening. Do we know who's who's like writing it or anything yet or what? We're, we're like, no longer waiting all day for Sunday. We're no longer waiting all day for Sunday night, folks. Right, uh, but like I so I say write it. It's probably gonna be another one like that, right? Well, okay. So why before we go, why don't we bet on what song they're gonna cover? Well, they're they're it's gonna be based off of one it's, of um. One of Underwood's like pre-existing songs. Apparently, it's like it's based oh, really? on her, her hit, uh, her her uh, duet with Miranda Lambert called "Something Bad." Oh, uh, which I oh. don't really know off the top okay. of my head. But... I don't, I don't know her career at all, so I can't even. Yeah, I listened to it a little today, and I'm like, yeah, I could see them tweaking this into some generic yeah. football thing. Fine, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't anticipate it's going to be good, but it. You know, I mean, yeah. not that the previous version was either. So whatever. That that is that is like when the Sunday night football theme comes on, that is the like the universal cue to like if you need if you need to make a beer run, you do that. If you need to grab like chips or a sandwich, you do that. Like I gotta pee. Now's the time. You are not watching the TV. The the Sunday night football theme song is the thirty second unskippable YouTube ad of football. Like <laughs> Well put. Yeah, no, I mean, if anything, I only like it just because it was so weird that fucking, like, Carrie Underwood is doing, like, like even a very, very bastardized through, like, three filters version of Joan Jett. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, 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 it is so been weird. Sort of like, it's, like, sort of like a, like, a, a grainy, like, you know, have, like, you, some, some grainy meme or something go through, like, Tumblr eight times, and it's, like, somehow, like, lost, like seven layers of like pixels somehow Mm -hmm. that's like sort Mm -hmm. of like what carrie underwood was doing like joan jett i don't know we don't know pretty much anything at this point we'll probably just have to wait until it debuts debuts on 9-11 with the patriots cardinals game wait are they really playing it on 9-11 yeah that's the first sunday night game this year that first sunday that first thursday game is usually nbc so that's that's like that's like you know how they do like sunday night on thursday yeah. So, welcome to Sunday Night Football on Thursday night Ugh. because they they don't they don't want to change like all the pregame rendered graphics. Or when they do like Thursday Night Football on Saturday late in the season. Whatever. That's the thing that's happened. Yep. It's been a slow week. Yep. Maybe maybe we'll have some more. Also, also we have we have new Madden video game announcers. 
it's no longer Sims and Nance yeah. doing that. What? Wait, what? Yeah, no, it's, it's you didn't hear about what? Brandon Godden, who has been the voice of Georgia Tech sports for like I don't know how long, and NFL.com's Charles Davis is doing those two are doing I, the announcing now for Madden. I have no idea who those people are, but their names are not Phil Sims and Jim Nance. And oh my God, this is the best news I've heard all day. <laughs> no, that was quite, and it actually broke last week, but it didn't really get. I mean, it you know I'm sure like people who are like into Madden cared about it, but it didn't really get a oh, lot of like, man. play and. From, like the sports crowd that is amazing that is absolutely amazing that'll be the only update to this year's madden <laughs> uh, it's just a roster like update when, man when gets dog like oh it's just a roster update i feel like they do like at least a decent job of like They're... tweaking it from year to year they do but they don't do enough for me to actually buy it every year every have you, you want to go every like two or th like every three or four years you get madden because then enough has changed sure sure that's fair I just think it's really funny that they're after like this whole deflate gate shit. They're adding ball physics into the game to like make it oh, God. so so like the ball doesn't like snap to receivers anymore. It's like more realistic and like, you know, there's more uh, you know, opportunities for like if a ball like s smacks off of someone's hands, like someone's probably going to come down with it if everyone's in a in a pile like in a real game. So I was like that's that's the game is so realistic. You might as well just actually go outside. So, so advice, advice from advice from uh, from uh, intentional sounding today. Eat, eat uh, solid albacore tuna out of the can with your hands. Fly southwest. Fly southwest. And make sure and make sure you get your right seat. Yep, yep. Uh, and go outside and play. Yeah, go outside and play. There you go. <laughs> go outside sick, and play. Sick of you seeing it being around this house. Sick of seeing it here. Get outside. I don't know. Find your friends. Just do, like, I don't know. But bounce the ball against the wall. I don't care. Just go outside. <laughs> Make your parents slightly more proud of you. So that's it. Uh, Christmas Ape, how can we follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at, at XmasApe. No punctuations or underscores or any of that weird shit. Sam? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam, S-A-M, Grezzes, G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S, or on Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. And you can always follow me on, on Twitter at DrawPlayDave, on Facebook at the Play Comic, at thedrawplay.com, and on Patreon. Thank you for listening. We'll hear you next week.